ML Nation, episode 238. All that I needed to do is I needed to look at what my company was that I was representing, scour the website, learn enough that I knew you know what to say, and then go at it, and then learn as I go. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. To be successful, you need coaching. Someone to help you overcome obstacles, give you a kick in the butt, consistent training, and the right support group. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I founded MLM Nation. I love network marketing because it allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. I think by listening to these shows, you probably learn about things that you can do. Number two, network marketing allows us to give back more. And number three, network marketing allows us to be better parents. Those are the beliefs and my purpose and what I do. But what is your purpose? right? And you got to have a clear purpose because if you don't, you're never going to do the uncomfortable things that make you that are necessary for success. So please make sure you're clear of your purpose and vision because ultimately that's what people are buying. And before we start today's show, a couple, two things real quick. Make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing trainings and stories just like ML Nation. Go check them out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's iTunes review today. And this comes from our good buddies, Adam Carey, the only guy who's been on the show for three times. He says, if you're not using this podcast to grow your business, you're crazy. I love ML Nation. Simon brings so much value to our profession with his special guest interviews. This should be a mandatory tool in every rep's back pocket. If you're not using this to help build your business, you're crazy. This business is all about follow the leader. So pick an episode and start growing. Enjoy. Well, Adam, thank you for leading my example. Thank you for, uh, first of all, giving back, but also that uh, testimony, that review on iTunes as well. And you know, listeners out there, if this show has helped you in, in any way, please take, literally just take like one or two minutes, go to iTunes, just leave a review, subscribe, rate, and review. They really mean a lot. Not just to us, but it helps other distributors find our show even better. So with that, we got a great episode today. Let's head on right to the show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen, and I am fried up to bring our special guest today, all the way from Vancouver, Canada, with Lisa Cito. Lisa, are you ready to make it happen? I sure am, Simon. Thanks for inviting me on. Lisa Cito was first introduced to network marketing when she was 20 years old. She didn't do much, but started to get serious about the ML profession at 25 years old, and then built a business together with her husband that became the number one income earner. Lisa and her husband, Ken, has repeatedly earned over a million dollars a year many, many times. Liv built a seven-figure-year business for three different companies in the last 20 years, and she's not stopping anytime soon. She actually just she cut her vacation short to do this interview and to come back and build her teams. I just love the excitement and energy. So, Lisa, I'm super excited for you to be here. I give ML Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. 
Okay. Well, that, well. First of all, thank you very much. It's been a it's a privilege to uh, come on to MLM Nation with you, Simon. I've heard lots of great things about you, and uh, you know, I can I think that a lot of people can uh, relate to to what I have to say about we don't set out as a child or a teenager or someone that goes to college and says I want to be a network marketer, right? <laughs> Right? None of us have that. Like, it's not one, not part of the plan. And, uh, you know, where it's not taught in, you know, as a career choice usually out there. And sometimes we just happen about it. Um, I like to say that sometimes, you know what, it's a gift. And many times we're offered a gift in life and it's our choice whether we un- unravel it or not or un- un- uh, rip it open or not. And so that happened to me at the age of 20. I was uh, just going into college uh, for a business course and uh, it was something that I I thought, wow, okay, it was a skincare company coming into Canada from Utah, and which they are now a legacy company. They're huge, but this happened in 1990, and uh, I decided to go to that uh, meetup, and uh, because of friends that I respected and really cared about, uh, and uh, thought they were cool, uh, had invited me to take a peek at this, and so I heard this presentation, and you know what it was about, who it was uh, they gave you know of course the name, the whole overview, things like that, and uh, it all sounded fantastic. And hey, I'm going to try the products. So I was a happy product user for five years because I did not understand the uh, business model. The concept went way over my head, and I just thought, okay, I'm just going to, uh, you know, use the skincare and be happy at that. And even the business model, the the pay plan, I just didn't get it. Didn't make sense to me. Uh, probably it could have been dumbed down a little bit for me. But um, either way, I was set on climbing the corporate ladder. And that was my focus. My parents, uh, going back to them, they were traditional business owners all my life and most of their life. And uh, so I liked the way that they, you know, called their own shots. Um, um, and then, you know, had, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, freedoms. But at the same time, I realized that they had bought their jobs too because they had to be there every Monday through Saturday with that one day off, Sunday. And so I kind of, that is what I grew up around. So when I went and got a job after I went to college, you know, here I am trading time for money. I'm paying, getting paid for this work I'm doing 35 or 40 hours a week. If I wanted to put in overtime, which I did, every time I looked at that pay stub after two weeks, I thought to myself, is this it? And, you know, not to be arrogant or, you know, in that regard that I thought, okay, so I should be paid more. But it's just like, wow, for the, for the amount of blood, sweat, and tears I'm putting into this work and this job, it just didn't reflect what I believe that I was, thought was possible out there. And so serendipity showed up again. At the age of 25, after I moved, I sold everything that I had in Winnipeg, and I packed up my car, and I moved to Vancouver, what they some refer to as God's country. I've been here 21 years, and uh, sure enough, within six months after I arrived, network marketing, you know, shows up again, and it was a, a company that was also based out of the U.S. that was coming into Canada, and I was referred uh, with my sister, along with my sister, by a veterinarian doctor. So professionals were getting involved, uh, and I thought, okay, it's worth a peek. I didn't really want to go to the presentation. My sister, she begged me to go. She goes, please, Lise, just come with me. And, you know, uh, if you come with me, then I'll owe you. I said, okay, let's do it. And that actually changed everything because I ended up actually meeting my future husband uh, at that company. Awesome. So what changed? What made you get it when you were 25? Was it because you just frustrated corporate America and you said, hey, I'm going to do this? 
you know what? I was looking for change because I was working at a real invest, a real estate investment company, and I was helping get investors for projects that were in the Alberta area uh, through you know those types of investments, and uh, and I just was open. I was open, an open twenty five year old, and I was uh, it wasn't set that way, but I just thought I can listen to anything once. If I liked it, then I can make a decision, and then see what happens. Right. Mm. So that's why there's a saying: there's never a bad prospect, just the wrong time for the right prospect. So you're always yeah. the right prospect and it's just the timing for you. You know what? It's timing. And I think that there's people who have, uh, you know, an ability that where they see things as the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. And I try to be around those people where the glass is half full all the time. Hmm. So what do you do with people who see the glass like half empty? How do you, because some people feel like, you know, they feel bad if they reject them or don't, you know, what do you do with people like that? Because they can be very toxic. So what do you, how do you get rid of them? In a well, nice way. Well, they're limiting their set themselves. And so I want to be, for me, it's about energy. And I've always been attracted to energy and people who were going places, people who knew where they were going. My, you know, my parents were always people who know, knew where they were going. And, and so were a lot of their friends. They were business owners as well. And so that was kind of what, you know, I had in my background and growing up. And so even today, it's the same thing. Energy, you know, like attracts light. It's 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 a it's amongst that type of wavelength, I think. A- absolutely. So you got started at twenty five. You're very excited. You're open minded. How was your first four to eight weeks like? Four to eight weeks. Oh, geez, if I can remember that, that that's quite a while. That's quite a while ago. Uh, do you know what it was? It was. Or maybe a you didn't want to remember. Was it a good experience? Did you, was it, did you have success right away, or was it challenging at the beginning? It's a, you know what I was a shy twenty five year old uh, for a lot of years. I was a shy kid. It was like you know very very shy growing up. And you know what happens to shy kids when they grow up? They become unbelievable extroverts. Uh, so <laughs> you know what it was is that I was shy at that time, twenty five, and I was on, I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of doubts. I had you know can I do this or what am I doing? So I would attend as many trainings as I can. So how do you do that? Well, Ken and I, what we did was we, we hosted them. We hosted the presentations regularly. Every second Saturday, we had something called a Super Saturday event where we presented our opportunity, and we also trained people. And so that's what we've been immersed in since the mid-'90s. And, uh, and that was also at a time, Simon, where we didn't have like what we have today, social media or digital materials. This is when we had to ship all those materials from places in the United States, and we had to stock it ourselves and inventory it ourselves and sell it to our team so that they can grow along with us. And so we used to have a whole bedroom full, a whole bedroom of inventory of sales materials and tools for people to buy from so that we can all learn and advance ourselves in this business. And so you can imagine, you know, how the build looked back then and what it looks like today. Hmm. And people think it's hard right now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It is not hard. It is, it is like, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's the simplest thing. And compared to what, like, you know what, if you're going to have a job where you're going to go and work 35, 40, 60 hours a week, and you're going to be, you know, working for that salary where you're going to be paid, I don't know, 60000 dollars $150,000 a year, but you're capped at that. Imagine that. So you're working year after year hoping for that promotion or that bonus. We're here. This is, you know, soon, and this is an aha moment for me, Simon. When we were going along in the business, because I never really built this prior to, you know, with that first company, 
I didn't know what to expect. So people have to be open to, you know, what's going to be ahead of them and not, you know, be easy on the expectations. Like go with the flow, you know, just, you know, do what you're told by your upline and what they're training you on because a lot of the companies have great coaching that we're not taking them up on. And so what we did was we just followed the systems and we just kept going and going and, you know, presenting the opportunity to as many people as possible. And if people were shy like myself, then we'd get someone like Ken who loved to do it uh, in, you know, get them in front of him, and he would be the one that would present. And boom, that's how it grew. Yeah, you know, you, you talk about hard, right? Hard is like what we do is actually really easy. Hard is like a bricklayer, construction work, blue collar work, right? That is hard work. What we do is just just open our mouth and talk to people. Yeah, <laughs> we just we just open our mouth and talk to people. So what you know, what does pe- what do people define as hard? And the reality is, is that you know, if a person has a family, you know, if a husband and wife has a family, they want to spend more time with their family, but they're spending more time at you know their work. They're missing out on a lot of valuable years with their kids, um, as well as what is hard. Well, you know what, not having that promotion or you know. You know, having something happen with a real estate, you know, purchase, and then you find yourself you're ten years behind because you're capped at your salary at your work. You have some, you know, you know, strategizing to do to change that. But what I love about our profession is that you may make, I don't know, seven thousand your first year, you know, thirty thousand your next year, a hundred thousand your next year, five hundred thousand your next year. You are always having the ability to climb with that income, and that will grow as you grow personally. Hmm. Right. So, um, in terms of growth, what was the aha moment for you that where something happened or you went to an event and then you kind of got more maybe like a lightning struck you and then your business really, really took off? Um, I think that I realized that the biggest aha moment was um, that this was not going to be like any job or anything that I have ever, have ever done before. Like I said, they don't teach this. You kind of fall upon it. And so what you're going to, then this is why we always say, throw yourself into it, learn as much as you can. This is your business. This is your opportunity. This is your profession. And so I think that would be that in creating what my day was going to look like, as soon as I realized that I had the power to do that, I thought, holy cow, this is, this is a, you know, one of the world's best kept secrets. Because Mm -hmm. if I wanted to put in, let's just say one or two hard hours a day at getting, you know, what I have you know, as an opportunity in front of as many people, qualified people as I can. And then I can go to the beach or I can go and, you know, do whatever I want and network with this woman's group or go on the golf course, you know, every day that, you know, from May to October, I could do that. I didn't understand that. I thought like, you know, there's no clocking in nine to five here with this profession. You can if you want to, but creating what I wanted to see in my day, no matter how routine or bizarre that looked like. So uh, there's no bosses or supervisors looking over our shoulders to criticize us or anything like that. So to me, that, that even more so than the income potential was what attracted me to this business. I didn't want anyone bossing me around, telling me what I was doing wrong. I had that before when I was working in the restaurants, serving tables, you know, while I was going through university and college. Did not want anything to do with it. Um, I just, I just think that, okay, it's not, it's for some people, it's not for me. Um, and there's no waiting years for promotion. I like that aspect too. So this is what people don't understand about our industry. It's more than about, you know, people think that it's peddling products. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> bigger than that. It is so much bigger than that. So that, how well, big or small we wanted to grow it was really up to us. And, and, uh, we were 100% responsible for our results. And that 
we were also responsible for the income we were creating. So um, no income cap, holy smokes, let's go. Yeah. Now, you're crushing it and making it happen. Uh, What's your routine? You talk about your routine. You like to create your day. So you're building, you're growing really quickly. Now, what do you do? When do you wake up and when do you go to sleep? And what do you do during the day? Well, when I wake up, I, you know what, I'm one of those people that, you know, I like to, you know, take my nutrition and, you know, get my breakfast into my, or full glass of water, things like that. And then I have to get, you know, that some of my workout done because I love working from home. Um, I love my environment. I love the view. Um, you know, but the thing is, is that, okay, what am I, what am I, what is my intention for the day? And so I have typically three processes that I like to do every single day and I like to sometimes I change it up but most of the time it's connecting with people follow up um, because I'll tell you there's so many one hit wonders out there though and I love when people hit me up on things I love when people approach me with their opportunity I love when they approach me with their product because yeah I'll have a, I'll have a look at it I'll have a look at anything and I have the ability to say yes or I have the ability to say no and I'll explain my reason why but I'll take a look at anything but here's the problem, Simon, is most people, what they do is they don't follow up. I get hit up once, and then it's like, even if I, oh, I kind of took a look at that. I'm kind of interested, but that person never did follow up with me. Do you know how often that happens? And so I've made it a point every day to follow up, whether it's on my smartphone device or if it's on social media, because making new connections and collaborations is part of my daily process. You know, it's so true. Like, I get pitched by opportunities, whether it's affiliate programs or you want to join, then we're marketing and. I don't want to like be rude. No, I just tell me now is not the right time. Follow up me with six months or twelve months from now. And I yeah. guarantee you, no one follows up. Maybe what? Maybe five percent of the people follow up, and yeah. they just drop off. So, yeah. so that's like a kind of like you don't need to like someone says like you reject them, you feel bad. I just like hey, now is not the right time. Follow up me with six months, and most of them never do. And if you do follow up, most of those people are going to be successful. Yeah, you know what the thing is, is that there's ways to do it where, you know, you're actually going to attract people to you rather than repel people. It's like, hey, Simon, I'm just touching base with you. You asked me about six months ago to touch base. I want to give you an update as to what's going on with us. And that's it. And even if you leave it in a voicemail message or social media, they'll eventually get it. But you keep, you know, following up, leaving those little nuggets, those little. And you know what? I keep doing that until they, you know, pretty much, you know, want to collaborate with me or join me or tell me to F off. Yeah. I I love it when people follow up. It's like, hey, that's like, it's inspiring. But people, no matter what you say to them, they keep following up. It's like, I think it's a rare breed for people who do that. And it's really what, that's why you are a top earner because you do that. Yeah. You know what? I was scared. All the stuff that I do today that I enjoy, that I, that really, I just enjoy doing follow up and presentations and sending out text teasers to my prospects and or follow ups to people I've met at networking events or even in the plane or the airport. Um, those are things that I am most passionate about today. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of it's also people are busy sometimes. So, so people don't reply back. It doesn't mean they say no to you. And a good example is like how, you know, thanks to Mike Janka for connecting us. But by the way, ML Nation, if you're listening to this, Mike Jonka is a fantastic leader. He's been on ML Nation. Just go to mlnation.net, search for Jonka. He's one of uh, the leaders that Lisa works with. And uh, we connected a couple months ago, and then all of a sudden, we were supposed to do this interview like months ago, but you're busy. And I, I think I had to follow up a couple of times to get, get there. It's not because you weren't interested. You said no, because like, I understand Lisa Ciro is busy. What she's busy with, she's busy building her business and doing things that make her successful, right? So if you, if you have prospects that don't get back to you, it doesn't mean they say no. It's just like they're busy. So the repeated follow-ups are very important. Yeah. And you know what? Also look at when you're following up with people, that though that is a potential you know friend that you're going to have you know in the long term. 
you know, it can't always be that you could see a, you know, dollar sign on their forehead. That's so far against what this really is. It really is about those relationships, those partnerships. I cannot tell you how valuable they are because that has helped garner us so many great collaborations and friendships that we've had for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years that we still have today. And, you know, the thing is, is that, and I was, I was walking back from the grocery store with Ken uh, about two weeks ago, and I said, you know what, Ken, you know, no matter how, where we're dropped or where we're put in life, it's like we know how to build this. We can we, we start and we know how to build it, and we know how to build it faster than we did the previous time because we've made the mistakes before, we've said the wrong things before, but even, mm-hmm. even as we failed along, we still made high incomes because we never quit, and we never, ever relied on anybody else to build our business for us we always said if we're going to do it we're going to roll up our sleeves we've never blamed an upline any of that so if you're going to take 100 percent responsibility it has a decision you decide to build it or not i don't care where you're placed on your tree in your business left leg right leg pay leg power leg it doesn't matter just decide to build it if you want to build it yeah you brought up a good point like this is just like a game right if you play long enough you know what the rules and what to do what not to do it's just like you play a sport you play basketball you know what to do not to do and like uh you, you talk about ta- taking responsibility and that's why no matter what's happened to other companies where you go you've been very successful because of that attitude yeah but you know what because of that attitude and you know what i'll tell you when we joined our our second company and it was a cleansing and fat burning company at the time they only had one product line nine-day cleanse. Our upline was from Pennsylvania. So he was a three-hour time change away. And so was his daughter who we, we were working with and, you know, we knew from another company, of course, because that's us networkers. We know everybody. We know each other. And that's another reason why not to burn bridges. We'll talk about that later. Remind, remind me if I forget. Mm. So And so I thought, okay, I'm not going to rely on Kathy to, you know, teach me this business or teach me, you know, what a lot of I should know already. So what I did was I threw myself into the website Learned enough so that I can at least talk about the product and what this company was about. That's all that I needed to do is I needed to look at what my company was that I was representing, scoured the website, learn enough that I knew you know what to say, and then go at it and then learn as I go. Awesome. And Super 8, by the way, uh, we are simulcast on Facebook Live. So you listeners out there, thank you for watching us. You're watching Seven Figure Earner. If you like this, please share it with the team. It's really good stuff. We're talking about the th- your routine and three processes. You're one of the pro- process, as you call it in Canada. But my wife is from Vancouver, so I'm half Canadian. Oh. So, so <laughs> the process is, okay. um, number one, is uh, you, you follow up. You convert people and follow What's the other two things you do every day? Yeah, so I make sure that, you know what, I represent a, you know, a, a advanced nutrition company. And so, you know, it, its health is very important to me because no matter what we create in terms of income or wealth, um, it doesn't matter if you are, don't have, you know, your health in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to me, that's very important. I, 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 so I make sure I have my nutrition. I figure out what I'm going to eat during the day. Uh, but I don't spend too much time on it. It's like five minutes really quick. But I also... I thought, okay, I need to work out. I don't like gyms. And so I need to make sure that I don't, you know, I, I get my stretching in. I go and I've, I'm in a place. I'm sorry if you can hear the planes. i got planes outside me that are taking off right now. <laughs> but anyways, I go up in the stairwell and uh, people say, Lisa, you walk stairs. What do you do? You walk and run stairs. What do you do that? Well, I'm living in a building that has over 30 floors. I go in there. 
and I get a 15-minute workout, and I do between 70 and 90 flights of stairs, floors of stairs. And I tell you, that has been great for my fitness and for my respiratory activity. And so things like that help me because it gives me energy throughout the day, and it keeps me focused. I'm contributing on a personal level to my health. So processes are health, personal, relational, when I say follow-ups and things like that. And I also connect with my leaders on a regular basis too, even if it's a quick text message uh, every day or so, every couple of days, depending on who I'm working with, they're going to hear from me. But we don't just call to, you know, you know, just to, you know, talk about nothing. We're talking, we're talking about focused effort. And, uh, and I'm touching base. I want to know what's going on with them and how their family's doing too. But the reality is, is we keep it very focused. And uh, those types of things that, uh, you know, I want to see them advance in their business. So, you know, me helping everybody that I can advance, uh, even with using tools and platforms that, you know, we'll talk about later, um, does really help, you know, of course, inevitably, when we help our team rise, we rise, right? Mm, definitely. So when you, uh, that's very inspiring. You do the 70, 90 uh, flights of stairs. And because uh, I can relate to that when I'm actually sometimes traveling, there's no gym, I would do that. Uh, what do you, do you listen to audios or you actually clear your mind, it's your own time? What do you do during, uh, when you're exercising? When I'm exercising, I, well, I meditate. I put my meditations on while I sleep. So I sleep and I get eight hours of meditation throughout the night. Good, right? wow, good. Yeah, so people ask me, Lisa, do you meditate? Yeah, eight hours a day. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, subconsciously you're getting it, right? Yes, absolutely. And I've got some incredible meditations that have helped me throughout the years, let me tell you. So, um, but anyways, with, uh, you know, I crank all my iTunes. I'm listening to Usher. I'm listening to Katy Perry. I'm listening to, you know, uh, you know, Chandelier Girl, Sia. <laughs> and uh, all those types of, like, rock and music, even stuff from the 80s. So anything that's going to help charge me through that. Uh, and I'm always adding it. I can't have it the same every time. So every day I'm adding new song lists or playlists. Awesome. And uh, I love you. Thank you for sharing about your three processes, you know, uh, because habits and routines determine what's, whether someone's going to be successful or not. And so thank you for sharing that. Um, so what, what, what part of Vancouver do you live in? Near downtown? Right so, downtown. Right, right cool. near, like in Cole Harbor. Cool. Because, yeah, you know, I used to uh, go back to Vancouver at least once or twice a year before my youngest son was born. I mean, uh, my wife is from there. She lives, actually, her, she, her parents still live off uh, where the house she grew up, off uh, Knight Street and oh, wow. near 37th. Near, actually, believe it or not, she lived the house where she grew up. And where, when we go back, we stay there. It's like two and a half blocks from where my Jonka lives. Oh, well, that's on Ninth fantastic. Street and uh, King. So it was really crazy. I was like, hey, I know where. Because I was sending him a card. I was like, looking at the address. I said, wait a second. I know where that is. I was looking at the map to make sure it was correct. And actually, I think his building was built like only five, six, seven years ago. I was actually, yes. I used to jog and watch that building build up. So, it was, so yeah, I'm a half Canadian. Ninth Street and Kingsway. The yeah, Ninth, that's Ninth the Street area. and Kingsway, yes. That's yeah. right. So I guess the whole world knows where Mike Jonka lives now. Yes, yeah, sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, switching topics a little bit, right? Because let's talk about what made you successful. I'd like to know your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing that most people have quit, but somehow you stayed in there, and that's why you are where you are today. And I'm you sure there's what? tons of moments like that. Well, you know what? We never, you know what? I don't look at anything being a worst moment. I was thinking about that question when you mm. sent that to me, Simon, and I, don't, I, I do not have a worst moment, and I'll tell you why. The reason why is because we've had so many rewards, mm. you know, with, with, this, with this industry personally, financially, team-wise, things like that. But I'll tell you, one of the most challenging things was, is that early on, when I was working with Ken in our first company, and, you know, we would bring, you know, our prospects and the team's prospects, he would do the presentation, things like that. I was so happy 
to be the person behind the scenes, making it happen. So he was the front front guy, I was behind the scenes. And I was very comfortable there. And uh, I'll tell you, one of the things was is that he had to take a trip to Asia. It was when our first company, we were opening in Japan, and he was going, so guess what? Who is going to do the presentation in Vancouver? It was Burnaby, in fact. I can tell you exactly where that was. <laughs> and <laughs> Henning Drive. Uh, you know, it was just crazy. And it was uh, someone had to do the presentation. So I just thought I couldn't cancel the meeting. So here I go up in front of the room. My knees were knocking. And even worse, my lips were quivering. So it made it very, very hard to talk. But at least I had my crutch. And that was my, you know, overhead projector. That's what we used at the time. Uh, to, you know, deliver a presentation with slides that way. We didn't have the tools we you have today. So that was, and that wasn't long ago. That was like, you know, 15 years ago. But that just goes to show how we advanced. That to me, um, that was the worst thing that Ken could have done to me. I did not like him for a while when he did that to <laughs> me. Um, but that was the best gift that he gave me because mm. there is no glory in being behind the scenes, you guys. Mm. And so if you want to be there and be comfortable you know, you could do that for a while, but I'm just going to tell you that you're going to find that the greatest rewards and the achievements and personal growth and, and accomplishment, you know, personally is going to be when you are leading a team, presenting. You know, I used to hear about leader and the person at the front of the room and things like that. It was never my desire, Simon, to be the person at the front of the room. And nowadays I am in front of the room most of the time because, you know what, I have you know, a, a message to present, you know, in representing my company. And I'm very proud to represent the company that I, you know, that I'm, I'm involved in right now. And I made a big switch to last fall. And, uh, and so, you know, I want to be able to help present for those people that bring guests to the room. And then, you know, they can have their personal growth journey as they go. And then when it's time for them to be in front of the room or at a coffee shop, presenting using one of our digital tools or you know brochures or flyers or whatever that is you know they could feel more confident doing that but i think also attending the events people learn more about the company more about the products they represent they're going to feel more confident in their efforts but if you don't attend events and hear what other people are experiencing on your products or services whatever that is then how can you really you know you know gain in this how are you going to learn because this is something that's not taught in textbooks you guys you could read as many books as you want but you're not going to learn this unless you're out there doing the do i like what you said there's no worse moments because everything makes us stronger right if it wasn't for that terrible moment where it can put you out there you wouldn't be where you are today no so a lot of distributors they go out there i mean it was a bomb you failed or you quote unquote failed but actually you succeeded because you helped you get to where you are today so that meeting was probably terrible you're shaking quivering what did you do another meeting afterwards? And what was the self talk that got you? Because a lot of people say, "Oh, I was terrible. I, no one listened to me." And then they stop and stop doing it, quit. But what kept you doing the second meeting? I think it's the second and third one that really builds out the momentum to create the current Lisa. Well, you know that's interesting. That's a great question because what happened was I was responsible for you know also creating the calendar of events. And so what I did was I enlisted other people who wanted to you know do the presentations for me. And so it wasn't me doing it all the time. It was also going to be uh, some other people. So I felt like uh, automatically I'm not alone. And also, these people are relying on us. So, you know, there's nothing that gets you past fear than you, you know, having others rely on you. You step up pretty damn quick when that happens. Mm, very good. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. What was your proudest moment in network marketing? Um, I think the, our proudest moment, in addition to, of course, all the awards that we received and, 
the many, many paid incentive trips we went on was realizing how far we've come in terms of personal growth. Because, um, and you know, and equally the collaborations that we've made in the industry over the last 20 plus years um, in building, like the people that, you know, in building our company and, you know, working with others from their company. You know, this is not just our company, us against them. Our company is our company, your company is your company, we can't be friends. Well, when you're in the industry and you're attending events, you have, you know, friends that you meet along the way that are going to end up your longtime friends. And I think it was, it's the proudest moment is knowing how much we've accomplished, accomplished on a personal level and the skills that we've learned. And, and many times we've fallen on our face, Simon. We have fallen on our face. But many of the skills we learn today, we can take to any business out there as entrepreneurs. Mm. And it's funny because I ran into a friend about a month ago. I was uh, meeting up with a friend I hadn't seen in about 11 years uh, in a cactus club just down here. And uh, I see another person walk by. Hey, that's Ralph. I haven't seen him in about 13 years. It was one of those days where I was bumping into people. And then so I went and, you know, talked to him after I was finished my lunch. And I just went up to him and I didn't say anything. I just looked at him. He goes, oh, my God, Lisa Cito. And then he goes, Lisa, I'm, uh, you know, running a financial business right now. You do not believe how many of the skills that I've learned in network marketing I've been able to take into that arena. And so he's very grateful for that. And he says, also, I'm looking for another network marketing to team up with because you, I received so many tax breaks from, you know, uh, being involved in network marketing, and I need some more of those. Mm, really good story. Hey, so that transitions what you want to talk about, never burn bridges. Because this is something about 13 years ago. So what do you mean by that, and what are some tips to, so, so you always maintain these relationships? Yeah, never burn bridges. What I mean by that is that you're going to have people that will, you know, be part of your team, whether you've personally enrolled them or not, and they may decide not to do it anymore. Or they may decide to go with another company, and you know what, when somebody, some people or I found out that they were doing that, I would just wish them all the best. And we would love to see them come back if that meant that was right for them. But I wish them all the best and much success. And I've been able to maintain those relationships for many, many years. Um, I've never, you know, you know, tried to sway people to dislike those people that have left or what, or what not. If, when, when I've left a company or when, when we've left a company, you know, it was we've still maintained great great tight friendships with a lot of the distributors and our uplines from those companies and you and you know what the thing is is that we're doing business with a lot of them in different aspects you know whether it's other collaborations you know uh whatever that looks like and so that has been something that i never anticipated because you know i also believe that you know we treat people the way we want to be treated treated or expect to be treated and you know what if someone decides to leave i don't i think that if a person decides to dog that person, it reveals a lot about that their character rather than the person that's leaving. Definitely. Hey, uh, there's a comment from Kaylee Caddy out there from the Facebook Live, and she before you talk about you know hanging out with people who see the glass half full, right? And she says she has a tough time letting people go, and sometimes she gets really drained and tired trying to help people get to the level that they're not blessed with. What tips can you give her? Like, how do you let those people go, or do they just naturally fizzle away? What should she do? Because it seems like these well, people are holding her down, especially her downlines dry, holding her down. Yeah, so sometimes we do come across, we have a Mother Teresa syndrome where we want to help everybody. And the reality is, Katie, is that, uh, you know what, it's, it's, they're going to know where to find you if they want to pursue this or move forward with it. 
So they're going to be also watching you what you do. But if you're going to hang on them and try to, you know, like, you know, always be there, you know, come on, let's do this, let's do this. Or, you know, how come you haven't attended the meeting? Focus on the people that are at the meeting and focus on the people that you and, 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 and you know, want to bring into the business. And they're going to be watching you. They may come along later uh, with what they see. They may not. But there, you cannot drag, push, you know, push or pull anybody into this business with you. That's one thing we learned. And I learned that from my husband, too, because he was really good at that. Um, and I was not. I was wanting to help everybody. I had the Mother Teresa syndrome. And the reality is is that people, you cannot help people who don't want to be helped or this might not be for them. Yeah. This, this, is a, this is a business that is available to everybody, everybody out there, but not you know, everybody, or, you know, some, some people might not have people skills. They might have to develop those a little bit more. Some people, you know, most people aren't going to have the skills. Like, we never had the skills. We have to learn them along the way. Some people want things really fast. Some people are lottery mentality. You know, they always have a plan. If I win $50 million, I'm going to do this. But they don't have a plan with the gift that they have with their network marketing business. That, that, that to me, that tells a lot about a person right there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... Um it depends on your bigger purpose, vision. By focusing on those couple people who don't want to be helped or can't, you're actually preventing yourself from making a big, much, much bigger impact. You know, like, oh. uh, right? Like, you wouldn't be able to, you've helped a thousand, thousands of people, but I'm sure there's been a couple dozen, like, bad ones. But if you have focused on bad ones, you wouldn't make the impact you've had. And, right? And the same thing, no. the same thing with me. Like, ML Nation exists because a couple people had to be, I mean, I don't want to use the word sacrifice, but kind of like sacrificed in order for the general good. Even Mother Teresa had to say maybe no to a couple of people who didn't want to be helped in order for her to make the impact that she did on this earth. Absolutely, absolutely. And you could even take even Elon Musk or you can look at Richard Branson. And, you know, the team that he, you know, put together to get from, you know, where he was to where, you know, he's going because he's not stopping, right? Richard Branson's not stopping. Tony Robbins isn't stopping. And so, you know, do you think that they're going to have anybody that's part of the team that's not going to pull the rope in the same direction? That's that's going to, you know, also, you know, you know, you have to be part of that vision. You have to be, okay, let's all move forward together because this is really team-oriented. None of us in this profession, Simon, are self-made. None mm. of us. We're team-made. Team-made. That's really good. I'm running that down. Hey, the next question is, uh, and we're going to go to wrap up the show soon, is maybe this talks about you, know, you, you cut your vacation short to come back to work with your team. And how have you seen, and this is probably related to that, is how have you seen the profession change uh, over the last 20 years? Uh, and... Do you see people more open to it? And what, what gets you excited? Okay, what am I most excited about? Oh, my gosh, I'll tell you what. Okay, people need to realize, especially if they're just doing this for the first time, is we didn't have the tools in the early days. You know, we had to order them in. We had to learn through books and uh, VHS. And well, maybe I really am dating myself here, but it's really not that long ago. <laughs> You're it talking really about overhead projectors, VHSs. You're dating yourself. Yeah, yeah, okay, so hey, you know what the thing is? Let's just say that technology moves really fast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, so we didn't have the tools back then. So we had, you know, we have today, we have so much, you know, that helps us to communicate and to bring us together as, you know, as groups of people. So people, some people say, oh, you know, social media, don't waste your time on social media. But the reality is, in this business, in our profession, you got to go where the people are at. And that's where they are. They're in social media. Facebook and LinkedIn, i got to tell you, are some incredible tools. Those are the, the big tools that I have that I like to connect with. Um, every day on Facebook, whoever my Facebook friend is, 
I'm, I'm clicking on and I'm wishing them a happy birthday to establish and build that rapport and that, that relationship even stronger because, you know, that's what the feature that they have. And it's putting me in touch and back in touch with people I haven't seen in 5, 10, 20 years. One of the things that I think we can look forward to is the shift that is happening in the industry, Simon. And it's where, you know, there's, it's, it's a shift that's going to be making companies more transparent. So they're going to be, uh, for example, they, got, they, they, they can't be pulling shenanigans. They cannot operate um, disguised as a sham. Um, I think our industry people are savvy. You and I and people listening to this are very savvy nowadays. And you know what? So if we want to know, hey, what are the sales that you guys are doing currently? If a company is not willing to share that with you, even as a private company, they're not transparent, uh, especially with their leadership. So I'm looking forward to that type of thing happening where we now have more tools than ever to get the message in front of people. Um, more and more professionals that are looking into our industry as a way to recoup what perhaps they um, – started you know with their dream but they got that pink slip uh 10 or 20 years too early um and they're realizing that hey i'm an engineer and i thought my job was secure but nowadays it ain't so secure and so they're looking for options and this is where our profession is starting to see an influx of people flocking in you know looking for that type of uh you know just uh, more security that they can have more control of awesome hey for those who are watching Facebook Live, give us, give us some love here, Sh- you know, thumbs up, hearts, really good stuff. And we're about to wrap up the show, but some really quick questions to pick your brains. If you want, please share this. Please friend Lisa out there, awesome, awesome leader. Um, so ready to pick your brains, and these could be really short one-sentence or one-word answers, okay? Okay, okay, but and there's one more, there's one other thing that I want to share about why I'm excited too when you get a chance, like if you want to do that now. Sure, but yeah, just- well, what, we can hear the passion in your voice, I love it. I'm really excited about this because I know there's people listening, and here's the thing. You have to be excited if you look at, and, and, and I always say don't take my word for it, but when you see Amazon going the way of affiliates, and they're going the way of automatic subscriptions, pay attention to that. That's our industry, okay? If you look at Tesla, Tesla is looking for uh, a direct selling model for their vehicles. That is our industry too, you guys, Okay. And Simon, when you see an Olympic medalist many times over starting his own network marketing company, the writing is on the wall. Remarkable. So no matter if, you know, people out there, they're not familiar with our industry and they, you know, what people don't understand as a concept, they're more likely to negate or turn it down or, you know, talk bad about it or say, oh, it's a pyramid or things like that. You know, they just don't understand it. When someone says that to me, Simon, I say, listen, I say, what's your definition of a pyramid? Because from what I understand, they're illegal, and I don't, I'm not involved in anything illegal. So what's your definition exactly? Want to know the best places to find new prospects in a new city? What places to advertise and find leads? As an MLM Nation Insider member, you can get How to Find Prospects in a New City course and all my other training courses for free. Normally, these courses sell for $47 on our website, but all ML Nation Insider members have free access anytime. You definitely want to be an Insider member. Go take a dollar trial and check it out at www.mlmnationinsider.com. That's mlmnationinsider.com. Really good stuff. Hey, uh, so share it, like it, everyone who's watching Facebook Live. As we wrap up here, some quick questions to pick your brain. Uh, The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, okay. So my favorite quote is, do something every day that scares you mm. by Eleanor Roosevelt. To me, 
um, because I was a fearful person before, and ever since I embraced that, I just thought I got to do something every day that I fear, and I'll, and then you you would be amazed at how unstoppable you become. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Our, our, well, here's the thing: one daily habit can actually change our lives dramatically, and so a daily habit is is a kind of like a you know three three prong approach for me. And that is taking care of, and it's part to do with the processes, is, uh, you know, personal, uh, health, and also relational. Uh, relational also happens to, you know, include business in there too. So it's a three-pronged thing. That's my daily habit. When those things are taken care of, I feel like I've accomplished, you know, what I need to in a day. What's the best advice you ever received? The best advice I ever received was, you know, uh, pay attention to your business and take advice only for those from those people that have done it themselves. Because right now, you know, there's so much advice out there about, you know, and courses to brand a person out there. And but meanwhile, those people have never, you know, created anything themselves. But they're pitching you on a system, you guys. Here's my advice: ask those people who are pitching systems and saying that they can make you a millionaire. Ask them to give five references. You know, uh, uh, as to uh, basically, you know, who can provide those references that they, they are the real deal. That I, I please, I will save you a lot of time and money if you do that. And also, if they claim to be this or that in a company, ask them for you know, picture the awards that you received and proof that you were in the top ten or top five of the income earners. Because there's a lot of bullshit out there. I love it. No BS, no hype. <laughs> I love it. Uh, really good. Hey. um... What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone is interested in the business. Do you send them a link to a video or do you do a Skype? Do you do a Zoom meeting or do you invite them to a coffee? What do you like to use? Well, it's, it's a, it varies, but here's the thing. Nowadays, because we, have, we can use our smart devices, I love to use a text teaser. So it'll be, hey, you know what? Uh, you are someone that's always interested in startup companies. Look what's happening 30 minutes from where you live. So I'll just drop something like that. And else, you know, it'll be a pre-qualifier. That's my best tool. I will always use a text teaser that pre-qualifies a person. And if they want to learn more, I'll invite them on to a, you know, 20 or 30 minute webinar or my replicated website for follow-up because, you know, companies are doing great jobs for websites, but website's not a prospecting tool. It's a follow-up tool. Absolutely. Uh, do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone you can recommend? Oh, favorite. Oh, I did write it down here. I got all this stuff here. Uh, online resources. Yeah, Facebook and LinkedIn. Awesome. Uh, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Okay, the one book I recommend is The Power uh, by Rhonda Byrne, the audible version. Mm. And uh, the reason being is because uh, most of it is uh, what's holding us back is on a subconscious level. And I think that right there is going to open a whole bag of good for you guys. Uh, and it's an audible format. It's not just an audible narration. It is a production. It is so well done. Every one of my team, I recommend that they get it right away. It's called The Power by Rhonda Byrne. The Power Audible by Rhonda Byrne. Awesome. And ML Nation, I know you love audio. So if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook at mlnnationbook.com. Now, Lisa, here's the last question. The million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yep. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't even know your husband, Ken, absolutely zero. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet, but they spoke English. But you get all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing or the first place you'll go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? 
Yeah, that's that's a million dollar question for sure. Well, I would go to where people are at with the same interests, for sure. I would attend conferences where people um, go there to better themselves, because right there, that's a big pre-qualifier. Um, and I would ask everybody that I know or come across for referrals. Mm. And I would compensate them for it, too, in some way. I don't know, $5, uh, you know, a $5, you know, coffee card or $25 coffee card, depending on the budget that I had to play with. But I would say I pay for my referrals, so and I would be very specific for what I ask for. For example, you know, I would say, do you know of anybody that is interested in learning about a startup? So people, they might not have somebody right now, but they might meet someone seven weeks from now or ten months from now, and they're going to think, hey, Lisa said she's, you know, had a startup. So, you know, those referrals, you know, they can really, that can really garner a lot of business for you. Really good stuff, you know. Um I have like a whole page and a half of notes here. Super good stuff. And MLM Nation, I'm going to go over this in the recap review because um, if we respect Lisa's time, we'll let her go here. So super fa- awesome show. I love it. Uh, as we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Well, people can connect on me at Lisa Cito public Facebook page. Uh, I've got a page there a little page that I'm going to be advancing and spending more time doing video trainings on generically. Um, But I think the last advice would be is to give yourself the gift of time to build this out. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. Know that you can do it because success in this business and this industry doesn't have a, you know, it doesn't have a certain face. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what you weigh or, you know, what you look like or whatever that is. But if you have good intentions with helping people, then you're in the right place. But give yourself the gift of time to learn the skills. I promise you, you will be, you know, very proud to be and represent your own brand because that's what you're doing. When you become a success, you've already established a brand. So work on becoming successful in every single way, bringing along a team of people, you know, to uh, succeed with you as well, and you're developing your brand right there. So that's, that's, that's I think, probably the number one. Awesome. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Lisa Cito. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net. Just type in Lisa, L-I-S-A. You see her last name, S-E-T-O. Uh, just but type in Lisa in the search bar. And all the nuggets of wisdom, like page and a half, two pages of notes I have, will be on there. And definitely reach out to Lisa. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Lisa, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you, Simon, and thanks for everything you're doing with your platform of MLM Nation. It's a gift. Want to know how to prospect more confidently and speak with influence? As an ML Nation Insider member, you get my Speak to Influence course along with 17 other training courses for free. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you get all of them for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that's MLMNationInsider.com. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. Like, wow, that was an awesome interview from Lisa Cito. Make sure you connect with her. Um, go to mlnation.net, just put in Lisa, you see her name, Lisa Cito, you connect with her on Facebook, she's very active on there. You know, I got like, like two pages of notes here, I mean, this recap could take like 20 minutes long. Um, I'm just going to go over ra- randomly, if I try to organize this here, it'll take forever. But start off number one, talk about habits, right, one habit can change your life, she has these three processes, she, you know, Network marketing gives you the power to create your day. It's just a routine of three things, every day working on the relationships, working on something personal, and working on health. 
right? She follows up with people. And we talked about most people don't follow up. Number, the second thing is exercising every day, taking care of herself. And then um, relationships, building relationships with the team, a quick test message or quick conversation to connect with her leaders to just making sure how well they're doing. Another aha moment is, again, make sure you reach out to mlnation.net. Just search for Lisa, okay? And you see her, Lisa Cito. Another aha moment is, talk about hard. You think this business is hard? We have it easy. You know, hard work is being at a job for 30 years and getting 5%, 10% salaries. That's hard work. Or some of the people I really respect, I mean, some of the servers or busboys, they, like, they're working two jobs as a waitress, waiter. That's hard work. Up on the feet, carrying food all day. Hard work is like people are doing construction on their feet. You you know, brutal stuff for the body, for the back, or, you know, on their knees all the time. That's hard work. We never marking this is easy. Okay, if you think it's hard, just change your perspective, and we'll get you know. When, it's all about like Jim Rohn says, your philosophy. Change the way you look at this business, and it'll become a lot easier. If you think it's hard, I'm telling you, your prospects would probably think it's hard, and that's why they're not joining. It's, this is a really easy compared to realities of life. When you're looking for prospects, like you said, look for people who are changing. There's never looking for change. We're open-minded. There's never a bad prospect, just the wrong time for the right prospect. For five years, Lisa was just a customer, not open for anything. Until like she's 25, she's sick of working for someone, and then she's open for opportunity. And they became a top income earner there. Income always follow personal growth. Always work on yourself. Right, spending time with positive people, and we talked about this Mother Teresa syndrome. Um, you know, again, these episodes. This was one of the first episodes that we did Facebook Live was, as well. And someone asked a question like, "She has problem. Kaylee had problems letting go of people." And you know, sometimes you have to let go of a couple of people because if you have a big purpose, you have a, and, and a lot of you say, "I have a big purpose. I want to help millions of people, or even thousand, maybe just a thousand people." I'm telling you, you cannot have an impact of a thousand people if you let a couple people hold you back. ML Nation would not exist if I was not free to like let go of some people. So letting go is for the overall good. It's the only way you can accomplish your vision or purpose that you want. You have to make it, and I'm sure all of you here who are listening have a desire to make a major impact in this world. Uh, ML is about self-development. We all know that. And we're not self-made. We're team-made, right? We are team-made. I love that. Team-made. So good. Uh what else is that? So much stuff. I'm, I'm, I mean, I know I'm going through this really quickly. And I like the way she talked about the no BS, right? It's like there's a lot of people who sell stuff who've never really built a network marketing business. You know, and the internet, that's the thing. And that's really my vision why I created this uh, ML Nation is there's so much BS out there. And I'm sorry if I offended some people. There's a lot of bozos out there. And, you know, when I wanted to, this was before I started ML Nation, when I was, still build, when I was building my network marketing business, I will go search on YouTube and everyone's an expert. Oh, I built this, you know, I sponsored 70 people in a month without talking to anyone while picking up the phone. I'm telling you, I'm sorry if I offended you, but it's all BS, right? All these internet systems, it may work for one person, but doesn't, it's not duplicatable. And Lisa says, like, there's so many people preying on that. So, just do your due diligence. Ask for five references. Ask for a couple of references of what companies have they built, have they, and also have they built affiliate marketing or really built network marketing. There's a big difference, right? Just, and, and that's why I did ML Nation, really, to filter out. So if you want to do, you know, follow someone, follow someone who has built or building a network marketing business, not anyone out there who has a nice-looking Facebook page, a nice-looking website that calls themselves a guru. Be careful out there. Um, talk about the million-dollar question. You know, she's talking, I love it. She's asking for referrals. 
You know, do you know anyone who'd be interested in a startup? And then he gives a card, right? He just connects, and if you have someone, I'll give you a referral fee. That is good, you know. And because a lot of times, the most people you know are not going to be interested in joining, but all probably know someone that will be. Or later on, when the timing is right, they will come back to you. And the key is, like Lisa said, follow up, follow up, follow up. You have to follow up. Most people don't follow up. If you just follow up, you stand out. Among the crowd, you stand out, and people see you differently. And don't worry about people. Oh, I'm bothering, nagging them. Don't worry about that, because those are the people who are not going to be successful anyway. But the people who are ready, who have desire, focus, they will appreciate the follow up. They'll follow up. And by the way, Lisa, I had to follow up many, many times to get her on the show because uh, she's been, you know, kicking butt to say the least. Uh, as of this recording, the number one income earner in her company, kicking butt and super busy, and just came out from vacation and. Uh, but showed up. Talk about giving. That's why I love network marketing. One of the reasons I love network marketing is because it allows us to be better givers. And so thanks again to Lisa Cito for giving back her time and help making Banshee impact. So I can go on and on, but reach out to her. Uh, thank her. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot to us. Um, also helps also helps the leaders out there who are selflessly giving back. And by the way, we didn't even talk about burning bridges. Right? Never, never, never burn bridges. Lisa talked about that. And this is one of those episodes you want to go back and listen to it again and again and again. A lot of gold nuggets here. Really good stuff. Lisa Cito, thank her again. And uh, like this, please subscribe, rate, and review. Share with the MLM community. And... You know, talking to people like this makes me loud and proud to be a network marketer. Just talking about what this business can do and just inspiring. Really, really inspiring. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of network marketing. I'm loud and proud to be involved in this profession. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you.